Welcome to a podcast from St. Stephen's Episcopal Church in McKeesport, PA, the friendly church in the heart of town since 1885. We're located at the corner of Walnut Street and 8th Avenue in downtown McKeesport. We invite you to join us this Sunday for worship at 8 a.m. or 10 a.m. For more information, visit our website at stephensmckeesport.com or find us on Facebook. Our celebrant was the Reverend David Kinsey, and our musical director and organist was Georgia Labetta. According to John. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to testify to the light so that all might believe through him. He himself was not the light, but he came to testify to the light. This is a testimony given by John when the Jews sent priests and Levites from Jerusalem to ask him, Who are you? He confessed and did not deny it, but confessed, I am not the Messiah. And they asked him, well, what then? Are you Elijah? He said, I am not. Are you the prophet? He answered, no. Then they said to him, well, who are you? Let us have an answer for those who sent us. What do you say about yourself? And he said, I am the voice of one crying out of the wilderness. Make straight the way of the Lord as a prophet Isaiah said. Now they had been sent from the Pharisees, and they asked him, why then are you baptizing if you are neither the Messiah nor Elijah nor the prophet? And John answered them, I baptize with water. Among you stands one whom you do not know, the one who is coming after me. I'm not worthy to untie the thongs of his sandal. This took place in Bethany, across the Jordan, where John was baptizing. This is the Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord
past that uh, a church is a hospital for sinners. And as I look over some of the members of the congregation that have twisted their shoulders, Jason fell and did something. Had some in the operation, it's a hospital for the sick and the wounded. But uh, we would be praying for those who are having difficulty with their physical being. As we prepare, as we've kind of talked about this the last several weeks, we prepare at this time of year for the coming of Jesus Christ. And as I was reflecting last week or the week before on preparation, I began to think about my own self in preparation. And I came to realize that everything I do is in preparation. Everything that you do is in preparation. You are preparing to leave this church and go somewhere today. And you're preparing to go to have dinner somewhere or go meet with family. And so we're always preparing. Uh, and in my household, I, I happen to, to, to cook the weekend breakfast. Of course, I can't do it on Sunday since I'm here. But, and so the night before, I always set the table. And I get out everything that I need to prepare for breakfast for Saturday morning. Uh, and I am in great favor with my wife to do that. It's amazing how she treats me when I cook. In any case, uh, in my home, in our home, I got to thinking, you know, maybe I'm a little strange, but in my closet, I have all my Masonic stuff with my tails and formal stuff, and I have it all in one spot. All my cleric, I have in one spot. You go to the next little sl slot of my closet, and all my white shirts hang together. All my blue ones hang together, all my red ones hang together. Somebody said I was a little bit of a nut that way, uh, and maybe I am, but I, I, I try to be always prepared. I have a suitcase that's always packed. Uh, because I can, I can be packed and headed for Philadelphia in 15 minutes. Because I know what I'm probably going to need when I get there. So it's that preparation that I think is important to all of our lives. Today I would like to spend a few minutes talking about the good guys and the bad guys in the Bible. And the good guys and the bad guys in the church. The good guys are the Episcopalians. The bad guys are the Anglicans. Or, if I'm the Anglican, the bad guys are the Episcopal Church, and the good guys are the Anglicans. You know, there, I, I can remember my wife telling me that her mother, her grandmother, who she absolutely adored, was not a Roman Catholic. And my wife at that time was a Roman Catholic. And she cried at night, knowing that her grandmother was never going to go to heaven because she was taught that only certain people go to heaven. And most of all, obviously, were Roman Catholic. Now, I'm not saying that was good or bad, but we have this tendency to think the good and the bad people. The, the, the people who took those airplanes and crashed into the buildings, they thought they had it right and killed all those people. 
They thought, well, I'm going to have ten virgins in heaven because I'm doing this, because God has me doing this for the glory of God. I don't know. I have a magnificent wife. I can't wait till you meet her. But I can't imagine having nine of them, or nine more. <laughs> I would have ten happy people. St. Paul was a bad guy. He persecuted Christians. He wasn't a good guy, he was a bad guy. But somewhere along the way, God touched his heart and he became a good guy. See, he thought he had it right. My God and your God doesn't encourage you to kill anybody. And so there's good guys and bad guys throughout history, beginning with Cain and Abel. Moses, what a magnificent individual. Murdered somebody, he was forgiven. But interestingly enough, the chief priests and the scribes and the Pharisees these were kind of like bad guys as far as I was concerned because if it wasn't done their way, you know, we've never done that way before. Did you ever hear that expression? That's the way these people were because they were more educated than the average person on, on the streets at that time. And so when Moses came out with the Ten Commandments that was given to him by God, the chief priests and the scribes and Pharisees said, you know, that's not what God really means. So they developed 630 more commandments. Throughout history, man's inhumanity to man has blown my mind. And here we find John <coughs> chastising the Jewish community. He was saying to them, you need to come down here and be baptized, you snakes and you vipers. And the Jews were saying, oh no, we're the chosen people. We are clean. He said, no, you're not. You sin like everybody else. And so he was being put on trial verbally through scripture today. Are you Elijah? Are, are, you, are, you, are you the Messiah? And he kept saying, no, I'm not. I'm just the person who is coming ahead of the Messiah. And they probably walked away grumbling. But if we look at our churches today, it's so unfortunate that we have Christians arguing against Christians. Who cares if you're Anglican? Who cares if you're Episcopal? What are you doing for the community? What are you doing outside these church walls to glorify God and to see the face of God and people that are sick. We fall so short of our responsibility because we're arguing back and forth of who is right and who is wrong. Theology says this. No, 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 theology says this. And while we're arguing, People are starving to death. People need clothing. People need love. 
There's someone in this church, and I won't name her. She says to me every Sunday, will you give me a hug? We need to do that more often than we do it. Just like I told you about St. Francis of Assisi, writing down the, the, notice when they said, and they prepared the road, they smoothed the road. Back then when kings would come down the roads, they didn't look like 79, or they were just little paths. I mean, how many donkeys can you get on a path? But when a king would come into town, they would go out and smooth the road to make it easy riding for the king or whatever prophet or what dignitary was coming into your community. And it was, it was, it was St. Francis of Assisi that, that saw this leper, as I told you this last week, saw this leper standing on the side of the road begging for heaven. And for whatever reason, St. Francis of Assisi got off his animal went over and hugged this leper that was such a contagious disease. And after he hugged him, he saw the face of Jesus Christ. You had that same ability to go hug someone and see the face of God. Because every person in this church as I've told you over and over, you are God's masterpiece. You know, when I was driving down the turnpike, of course you all know that I drive the speed limit, I don't speed. <laughs> if I even drive a little bit slower than the speed, I, 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 Jim will appreciate this. I, I drive with a tack at 2,000 RPM, and that way I get, in my car I have a tack, that way I get the best gas mileage. And so I don't pay attention to speed, but there's a lot of people that pay attention to me because I'm in the slow lane going slower than most traffic. And of course, as I told you once before, I get a lot of people waving at me. <laughs> and my wife said, that's not a gentle wave that they're giving you. <laughs> and what just blows my mind is, and I've told you this before, but I have to repeat it again. You know, the people that do those kind of things in the back of their, of their uh, their car will say, I'm a Sunday school teacher at St. Bernard's or something, you know, and they're waving to me and thinking to myself, there's something wrong with this picture. But I was just, I, I saw all these police pulling people off the road yesterday, and I just, I just get this big grin on my face. <laughs> because they're violating the law, and I was, I was thrilled that over Thanksgiving weekend, the state police of the state of Pennsylvania issued over 10,000 tickets. Now, if they could issue 20,000, we'd probably be out of debt. <laughs> but you know, if you're gonna violate the law, if you're gonna be a bad guy, you need to pay the price. And so just as you leave this church today, I, I couldn't wait till I came back to this church today. I can't wait every Sunday on Friday, I keep saying to myself, it's Friday, but you know, Sunday's coming. Because I got to, where did she go? Oh, there she is. <laughs> I knew I wanted to hug Georgia because she had been through this, this very painful operation and she's not on the organ because she has trouble moving her feet and that's how you play an organ. 
And I just couldn't wait to see her. I couldn't wait to see the, what this choir was going to do for me today. Because they, they always blow my mind. I couldn't wait till I see some of you who I've become very fond of. That doesn't mean that some of you I'm not fond of, but I just don't know you that well. But I will get to know you as we travel down life's highway. Before John the Baptist came, there was a period of 400 years where there was no prophecy. Now that's about six or seven generations. Can you imagine living your life today not knowing there's no prophecy of where St. Stephen's is going? No one is here to guide and direct us. I'm gonna tell you something, my friends. I don't know how long I'm going to be here, but God knows who your next priest is going to be. And all you have to do is be faithful to God and be patient. And he will plant someone in this place to take you to heights you've never seen before. Don't worry about whether you're Anglican or Episcopal or Roman Catholic. Walk around the community and be the face of God. That's what people are looking for. That's what they're hungry for. That's what I'm hungry for. To touch the face of God. <coughs> Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for the gift of this day. We thank you for John the Baptist, an ordinary person doing extraordinary things. Dear Heavenly Father, in this place, St. Stephen's, there are no kings, there's no queens. We're simply ordinary people wanting to do extraordinary things. Everyone in the, that you picked in the Bible that did extraordinary things were simply ordinary people. Thank you for making us so ordinary. Amen. You've been listening to a podcast from St. Stephen's Episcopal Church, located at the corner of Walnut Street and 8th Avenue in downtown McKeesport since 1885. Heard today were the Reverend David Kinsey and our church choir under the direction of Georgia Lavetta. We invite you to join us for Sunday worship at 8 a.m. or 10 a.m. For more information, visit our website at stephensmckeesport.com or find us on Facebook. Thank you for listening, and may God bless you.